Welcome, it is Monday Club and I am Fat Sam. Now I've got a deal for you, go and check out expertelectrical.co.uk. They're the UK's number one online wholesaler. They specialise in industrial and commercial stuff, um, but they do a range of everything really. Check them out, they might revolutionise the way you do business, if I can even get them words out correctly. Um, quote Bundy 10 and get your 10% discount. They are the UK's number one. Why not go and check them out? Expertelectrical.co.uk. Now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Monday Club. I'm back after a little break. Nice to see you all. Hello, everybody. And Mark as well. I haven't seen you for a while. How are you all doing this week? Yeah, well, it's, a, it's an interesting one because obviously Bundy's working away and then he come up with a really poor excuse of the fact that, oh, I can't get internet. So uh wrote Marco back into it, you know, um, even though his internet's gone down again. Um, and we've also got the very lovely uh, Caitlin. Um, she's filling in for Craig because she's obviously the female Quinnergy. Um, and she is currently suffering from the COVID. How well, are you the real one. Yeah, the real, how is it? The real thing. <laughs> I'm a lot better now than what I was last Monday when I was on. <laughs> what? Hey, the one I forgot to record. Yeah, that one. <laughs> are we recording this one? We are. It's all right. It's good. Um, listen, that was. Do you know the worst feeling in the world is getting to the end of it, and like that death feeling when you haven't pressed record. I've done it twice in all the yeah. different podcasts I've done, and it is. It's worse than losing it. Because it's like, well, that was all for nothing. Um, but yeah, so cool story, Sam. Come on, cool story, bro. Trying Next. to like get past your amateurishness. I don't really want to kind of highlight what an amateur you've been in all these lost recordings and not hitting record, not knowing how to test. Let's just pretend you're a professional. I know we went all the way to Stafford to record an episode just for Sam to like lose, lose it. <laughs> listen right i've done all right up until now i've had a bit of a wobble we've had a couple of ups and downs you know i've lost a few i've not pressed record um got a lot listen last week's i want to talk about last week's episode so i know you shouldn't read the comments on your podcast yeah you shouldn't read them but i do right oh i do as well i'll go back every other week and recheck them all <laughs> should so, you not no, I, I do, like, because I'm a little bit obsessive, yeah? And I, I got told, like, some horrible things this week by one person. The rest were, like, loved the banter, loved the stories and stuff like that. But one person was a bit horrible, and I'm like... What did they say? They were just, I put it in a group earlier. Hold on. And they were just, like, moaning about, like, my story. And I was oh. like, well, how can you not get it? Like... Listen, there's a, there's a saying, right? I won't even go too deep into it. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. So, yeah, I might embellish things. I might say things like, yeah, thing like alpha male. Like, mate, if you if you, if you people are reading too much into that, then, you know, I can't help you. I can't help you. Relax. Um, anyway, so that last week's one was mega, um, and I got really... Um, well, a little bit drunk, you know, it is what it is. It's Monday night. <laughs> it's trying to fend off the, the, the feeling of Monday. What do you want from me? Um, and she's watching it as a fan. Remember, I wasn't, I'm like part of the audience now. That was one of the best episodes I'd watched in a while. I thought it was really good. 
But Gina toasted you. Fantastic. Loved every minute of that. It's fantastic. No, I haven't I haven't managed to watch it yet. I was hoping to watch it tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, all right. I've been so busy. When you ask me how my week's been, I'll tell you why I haven't managed to watch it. All right, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, how's the dating life? Me? Yeah. Oh, good thing you didn't announce it last week because it was nearly <laughs> over the next day and probably is. However, I know you can't cut this bit out. So by the time it goes out, we'll find out if it's done or not because it got so complicated so do you know what well. we should do we should do a weekly segment kimmy's date on who kimmy's trust me you know what every, every week it's like some some something different in terms of me changing my mind about what i want and where I'm, but i don't want to speak too much about it on here she's I'm hard work sorry. all I, all you need to know is she's hard work it's going to take a very special man Trust me, very. I am hard work. I can't lie, and I um, tell them straight away. Listen, it's gonna be hard work. Are you ready? And they're normally just beep beep beep, phone cut off. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> right, Marco, because we ain't had you on for a little while. Um, like you've been doing your bits and pieces, the lovely T-shirt that you're adorned with. Bit of rebranding yes, going on there. Yeah, someone's uh, done me a proper solid with this T-shirt. Someone like, talented designed it. I don't know who they are. I never, you know, they're all right. Listen, since he's got that T-shirt, he ain't never took it off. <laughs> he's just oh, been living in it. Yeah, it's true. Oh, I missed you, Mark. Look at your smile. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Kimmy. No, the lads really love the shirts. The feedback's on them has been great. And obviously Sam's designed these. So thanks very much. He's not always a total bell end. Sometimes he's actually all right. I can I can verify this for other people. No, it's hard to believe, but he is actually all right behind the scenes. He's not a bad fella. You, you're making me blush, Mark. Um, <laughs> so what have you been up to then, bro? Yeah, I've had a lot going on. I Like like you said, I, I stopped doing the Monday Clubs because I was just too busy. I had a lot of stuff going on with the business and with the family and Apprentice one-to-one, so I just needed to kind of cut back a bit on what I was doing, and fortunately that was one of those things. But, yeah, we've um, taken on Apprentice into our business. Um, we've had other projects kicking off, so we've been doing commercial work. The usual EICRs and EV installs that we were doing last time I was on, that's all still going on. So loads of stuff with the day job and then Apprentice one-to-one as well in the background. We've got over 800 people back into work now. See, that, uh, that's um, phenomenal. Like, I don't yeah, think, one, I don't one think of the other things that was quite exciting with it is the, you know, like the, the adult learners, the people who are on traditional apprenticeships, there's like 150 of those people with mentors or getting some paid work experience. Um, so that's been good to be part of. And Craig Bust as well from Walthamstow College. I think you went and, and met him, Kimmy. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's opening up his college in the summer for some learners to come in and like get some practical experience helping him build at the booths and do some work in his college. So to be involved with little bits and pieces like that as well. Oh, we'll you know, definitely come. Yeah, he's, he's definitely he's mm. No one wants me to teach him how to do anything, but I'll go down and just, I don't know, walk around annoying people. I'm really good at that. Yeah, well... <laughs> Any help they can get, I think, could be appreciated. But there's about 15 people, I think, from Apprentice One to One who are going in to kind of do the portfolios and get some bit, bits and pieces signed off by an assessor, because that's essentially what Craig is as well. You know, that's brilliant of him to be doing. So there's things like that in Apprentice One to One. There's all the tool giveaways that you might have seen popping up. So there was the TIS Safe Isolation Kits that someone had bought and donated in. So all that kind of stuff's going on with Apprentice One to One. That's keeping me busy with things. And yeah, just generally cracking on with a day job trying to make some money now we're all kind of supposedly finally getting back to normal but but kind before of... you move on from a one to one i think we need to dig down on and like give yourself a bit of a shout out 
So give us some numbers from A1 to 1 and where you are today and like how... Because it's one of them things that's come along and it's gone under the radar a bit in terms of people in the industry really knowing what it does, how it does, and, you know, getting some real positive feedback from the people that matter in the industry. And, and I, I honestly believe it's it's a legacy contribution. Like, the contribution you've made to the electrical industry during COVID is something that probably can only be... Only be matched. I know it's hard to put into words, isn't it? Even yeah, it could probably only be matched by wow, GSH Library. So you're up there now with the Gary Hayers. Like you're cemented in <laughs> in, in legacy now. Let's not go crazy. Gary's no. been building that for bloody years, hasn't he? It's immense. But yeah, it has. It has. You know, it's the, the numbers that are there are pretty impressive, and it's not just me behind it all. You've helped as well, Sam. There's other people who are helping in the background. It's not all just me. Um, but yeah, there's there's a hundred small businesses who've taken on their first apprentices after chatting with us. So that's a, a group of employers who we've all kind of had this journey ourselves. So I'm like, Potts, you know, and I've done it a few times. Neil's done it a few times. Um, hearing Nick's story as well, people, you know, taking from that and then making that step themselves. There's been a lot of people talking about VAT thresholds and building the businesses. So to be involved in little bits of that, directing people at the grants when it's all a little bit complicated, it's just been really nice to see them have that for themselves and take the apprentices into the businesses. When I get that message come across, you know, we've taken an apprentice on now, we've settled in or she's settled in really well. You know, they're progressing in the job. They're a fantastic asset to the business. When I see messages come over on DM and emails like that, that makes my day. It's brilliant to know that I've paid a small part of that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really chuffed. I think, I think it is one of the biggest contributions by a um, individual into our industry in in probably I don't know last ten years I can't I can't see how your contribution could be matched to the future of our industry by anyone other than than Gary. I can you in good company with Gary. There's loads of people doing incredible stuff, and you know everyone everyone does it for their own reasons. And um, yeah, anyone who's trying to help people has my respect. So even even you, Sam, you help the odd person. <laughs> <laughs> you helped them up and tripped them up on the way out. <laughs> yeah. It's just been really, it's been really, really nice. The back and just... <laughs> I've, I've had people like Caitlin come on the podcast and talk to me. That was an absolute pleasure. All the support that, that Sam and you have given as well, Kimmy, loads and loads of other people. Um, and to be seeing all of it, I'm the only person who actually sees all of this going on. This other people just been nice to each other. You know, it's been a fantastic mm. thing for me to have in my life for the last year and 18 months when it's otherwise been pretty crappy for everyone. So, you know, I'm really glad I did it. Um, anyone who's kind of thinking of helping other people and doing a tiny little thing in their own way, just crack on and do it. Because I mm. thought for, you know, for years about trying to do something like this and never really pushed myself forward onto it. Um, I don't know if I ever would have done if lockdown never happened. The thing so, is, yeah. it's just a simple thing as well, isn't it? It's like, I'm going to use my industry knowledge and contacts to try and place people and I'm going to use my social media and stuff like that. It's not like you've got some mad database that you've created that has an algorithm that links people up in some spectacular way. It's simple nuts and bolts. One person needs a job or one person has a job ready to go. I've got three apprentices in that area. There you go. Boom. And it's an, it's a really um, very basic tool, but so useful. 
Yeah, it was essentially just linking LinkedIn with Instagram. I already had a big network on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I didn't really have any kind of following or, or, or anything like that on oh, Instagram. It's guys great. like you have helped with that, Sam. So it's linking those two places together. Oh, that's I, would all. Say, I would say I'm probably responsible for most of it, but, you know, I have to sort of pass it off. Do you know what I mean? Well, I would have never, I would have never got going on Instagram without your help because I didn't even know it worked. I'm still not very good at it, but, you know, that's where a lot Wait, of the apprentices someone are. Someone who's not good at it, all you do, like, no one posts more the mark a day on all platforms twitter insta everything he's non-stop spam. just spam i'm like work, work. Spammer. <laughs> but anyway cool story bro kimmy what you been up to so um i as you guys know i've been on a, a long break for many months where i've just been yeah, working we do. yeah barely one or two jobs a week and literally the rest of it's just me living life um, so I've decided that, you know what, I've had enough. It's it's causing me anxiety because it's like, I'm ready to go, go, go. I've got so much energy, but I'm not really doing anything with it. I'm not really putting out any creative projects. I'm not really involved in anything. And it was just, yeah, it was making me feel very anxious. So I decided to do what I do best, which is, um, obviously this is frowned upon by a lot of people. Um, I love burning the candle on both ends and just doing nonstop out of hours until I'm exhausted. So for the last week, um, I was literally doing out of hours every day uh, for more than a week now. And um, yeah, I basically I was getting like three, four hours of sleep a night, maybe one hour napping between jobs, uh, going into like 20 houses a day, just absolutely ridiculous. However, I've had like the best week ever, but this morning I woke up and I, I couldn't even move. Uh, I've got a cold. I think I definitely run myself down. So, um, so yeah, now I'm just trying to figure out how I can do that where I'm putting out so much of the energy that I've got inside and so many ideas and, and everything, but also know when to stop before I burn out. Cause today I had to literally sleep all day to recover and it was not, it was not good. I'm still tired. I just, yeah, I feel run down basically what they say. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I need to figure out a way to to just release this this energy that I've got without doing the the opposite things. You know what I mean? I'm either fully doing nothing or going all out, doing like twenty hour shifts a day for like two weeks straight. I need to find a way to balance, which is something that I've just never been able to do in my life. And look, I'm 25 now, so I don't know at what point of my life I'll be able to. Do. Man, I wish I was 25. I wish I was <laughs> as wise as I am now and being 25 again. <laughs> and like maybe I wouldn't have made so many mistakes. But mm. the uh the thing is I'm planning to because when um obviously the kids are off school at the end of this month and uh, my son's gonna be with his dad for two weeks, and I'm thinking that gives me literally day and night by myself to do whatever I want. And I don't really like clubbing, I don't really like drinking, I don't really do anything else. So I'm thinking call out 24 7 for two weeks straight um but is that healthy like why you it's, it's probably not healthy for you but i love it i don't know what it is just pushing myself to that extreme it just it just sort of gives me gives me energy however i never know when it's sort of like the last point of where i need to stop and recharge i only recharge when i'm literally bed bound because i'm so exhausted and then that's so dumb and then I've got, I know, I know, I know. But obviously I'm being open with you guys, being honest. And I'm just putting it out there. This is how my week's gone. So I made loads of money. I'm like, wow, I'm making how much a day? 
wow, this is amazing. So obviously where I'm, I'm quite open with my uh, finances in terms of electrical stuff, how much I earn. So last year I was making like 10 grand a month, nine grand a month, seven grand, six grand. And then slowly, slowly I cut down. So for the last couple of months, I've just been on like a minimum wage for myself, which has been like two grand, two grand, two grand for me compared to that. And how much outgoings I have is quite low. So this month, I basically, yeah, made quite a lot more money than that. And it's only because... Uh, you can't give out them numbers and then not give us a number. So let's say um, literally like about five, 500, 600 pounds a day plus my other stuff. Because I'm doing deliveries in between. Um, so as I'm driving in between jobs, electrical jobs, I'm also doing deliveries. So basically... Wait, what, what deliveries? So it's just boxes for like shops. They'll be like, oh, I need you to do, deliver this to the other shop on your way. And where I'm doing an electrical call out, I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll pick the box up from you guys because my job's here. And as I'm going to do a no electric shop here, I'll drop it off to those guys. What shops? I don't know, like food shops. And it'll be like, I don't know, like like a, a vase or something, you know, just random stuff. But it's just everything that adds up, right? So I've been doing that. And then I think it was Saturday. It was like nearly a grand I hit. I was like, what? Grand in one day? That's crazy. But obviously, I only had three hours of sleep. Oh, so no. I had two and I was moving like a cracker. I was like, but... My brain's exploding right here. <laughs> see him in the corner. <laughs> no, hold on. And I drove to Leicester and back. Literally, I drove to Leicester and back. Done all my call-outs in London. Done all my call-outs in the morning. Drove to Leicester, drove back. It was ridiculous. But where I've obviously been off for so long, that much money in one day. I don't know what else I could do to get that much money in a day. That's doing at least a European mentality. I'm, I'm here to work. Work. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I even know how to work or holiday mode. I don't know how to balance. That's phenomenal. Hold on a minute. It's what? crazy. It's... Like, such a lot of effort. Respect you, Jimmy. Listen, I started a new job this week, right? And I got there and I'm like, 100% I'm leaving if it's longer than eight hours. I ain't doing more than eight hours. Like I've got, like if it's more than eight hours, I ain't doing the job. It's simple. Like, and I and I was cussing. I was all all get het, het up as I got to the gate. And I was like best be eight hours. I ain't doing no more than eight hours. Kimmy's there doing twenty. <laughs> so like, I think that's mental, mate. Like, but I suppose if you keep doing it, then you're going to make yourself ill at some stage. Can you like you say, now you reach that point where you're just sleeping. Yeah, like today, I, I feel <laughs> like... Repeating that over and over yeah. and over. You're going to make yourself really ill and then it's a hard bounce back from that. You know, mm. you're, you're I really bet you smell out. funky after them 20-hour days, though. No, you know what? Because um, I also have my gym is all over London, so I have a spare change of clothes and in between, I'll literally quickly go to the gym shower and then I'm back again. That's why you see me on Instagram. I do like two, three outfit changes a day. Because obviously you're sweating, going to different houses. Then I just take, take the top off, train the trousers. I've got it all sussed out. I've been doing this for many years, but I took like a six, seven month break um, from all of that. And yeah. Are you glad now, you're back now though? Yeah, like I said, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it because I don't really know how to... Is this a choice for you, Kimmy? Or is it like feast and famine in the work? Or is this you choosing to kind of... This you know, is, so this a is me choosing... Like... A really busy, really busy spell. Um, so basically the work is always there, but I've always said, no, thank you. Um, I don't really want to work in the last like six, six months. I've sort of said, you know, I'll do every other weekend as a favor to you guys, or I'll cover two days a week as a favor for you guys, because you need me more than I need you. Cause I've, I've had like a lot of savings from, from where I was working before, but now I'm sort of like, yeah, you know what? I need to get back into it. So all the work I've been rejecting, I've told them, yeah, you know what? 
let me take it all. And like I said, when my son goes back to school, I'm going to reach out to the other companies I've worked with before and I'll let them know I'm back as well. And I know they'll have more than enough work for me. And it's it's crazy money you can make a day if you're driven and you don't mind, like I said, putting your health on the line because you are sort of surviving on energy drinks and crisps and McDonald's. Um, so I wouldn't advise somebody to be doing this for years and years. However, when you need like a quick boost of cash, that's the only way I sort of know without doing gambling or sort of get rich quick schemes. This is literally me saying I've got 20 hours today. This is how much work I'm going to do. Here's the invoice. They'll pay me. So I'm exchanging my time for, for their money. The money you make in a day is how much I get a month. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like a month's wage, but it's, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's good. And, I don't know, I'm just sort of speechless. <laughs> it's one of those, I think, you know, full credit to you for going out and making the effort. Um, but maybe you need to maybe get some kind of schedule in your life. I know it's hard with your yeah, yeah. circumstances when you've got kids and you're looking after them. It's not always as easy as just saying that, is it? So that's the reality of life. But maybe getting like three or four days a week on a consistent basis. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like less days rather than one week straight. And even that today they asked me to cover it and I said, you know what, no. And um, because they know I never say no, they literally know they can call me at any time. I will always say yes. And when I said no today, they were shocked. I was like, what do you mean? You said you said no to work? I was like, yeah. So you back tomorrow? I, yeah, back tomorrow, probably the day after, same on the weekend. And then, and then, like I said, I'm probably just going to uh, sign up uh, to just with a few other companies because they know I cover other companies, but where it's all the same area and they overlap, they don't mind it. As long as their jobs get done within four hours, they don't really care what I do. And I don't have to wear uniforms and I don't have a written van. So they don't mind that at all. And obviously they're aware of what I do. They all watch my Instagram anyway. So if I do choose to post on Instagram and uh, most of the companies I've worked with for many years, so they already know how I work and that I'm reliable and I'm good at what I do because there's a lot of people who would not be able to handle this. So the last company I worked for, uh, in one week, he did... 82 call outs I think it was and he got put on a billboard they put his name um on a little picture in the corridor and it was like wow 82 call outs in a week he smashed it on my first week at that company I'd done 110 call outs uh and then they don't even know that I did about 38 for my other company so basically I did like 150 easy light work and then the other guy struggled with 82 they had to um give him two days off and someone else had to cover and yeah they ended up just thinking I was um the truth is you I'm good at what I do I'm I'm so good at what I do with this social housing stuff I don't know what it is I'm just it's just my calling I was born crazy you're so crazy there's no there's no two ways about it And, and like this is why we have to have Kimmy on because like when she goes, she goes. She's like podcast gold because like who? Right. First of all, let's break this down a little bit. Give us a give us a I don't know a, a normal call out that you would get. Okay, so um, normal call out. Um, mostly it'll be leaks. So like today, three of the call outs that they sent me that I said no to. Uh, two was make safe leak. I went there. And the leak is in the corner of the room. There's no sockets there. There's no lights there. There's nothing there. Took a picture of the corner. Was like, leak not affecting electrics. Got there at 6.30. Left there at 6.35. Send that off. 
the job is done. I'm literally in there for one minute. What's that worth? So um, it depends on the company, but the average is basically £30 per call. So um, this is the whole thing. Um, on Sunday, I had to fault find, and we don't do testing. This is literally against against the sort of contract thing. Uh, as long as I get most electrics working, um, I'm good to go. So I got some of the sockets working, some of the lights, and I left. Uh, but then the tenant called back again. They sent me back, and he was just such a nice guy. I felt I felt quite bad, and I thought, you know, what? I'll get my tester out and I'll test. So I tested, you know, where the fault was, isolated it further, so the there was only one socket that wasn't working. But normally we would not get our tester out as long as one or two sockets are working. That's that's enough. And obviously there is the whole thing of um, people getting upset. They're like, oh, you're encouraging people to use um, extension leads and so forth and so forth uh, to overload it. Do you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, as an electrician, I would explain to them, only plug in your fridge. This is only temporary. Maybe a TV for the kids and your Wi-Fi. Don't just literally move everything into this room. And we explain it to them. And this is literally temporary. So if, it, if it's on a Friday and there's no electric stuff, I can't get anything working, just one socket, they would put them into temporary accommodation. So this kind of stuff is literally temporary stuff until the morning when a daytime electrician can come out and actually do the job. So most of it is literally in and out, less than five minutes two minutes wow. sometimes 30 seconds i'll open the door and they'll be like oh sorry i got it working but i forgot to tell you i still get paid for that i take a picture electrics are back on that's it and um obviously where they're all like close together you can sometimes do like six jobs in one hour so then you're getting paid six times 30 for the hour but then sometimes you'll get a call at one in the morning and it will be just the standard 30 pound pay so you have to drive all the way there all the way back for that same same sort of price. However, the way I see it is at the end of the month, I get a big paycheck. I don't mind. Obviously, I could be doing rewires, two grand here, two grand there, profit, smash it out. But that's a lot of work. My job involves mostly driving. I'm in the car listening to audiobooks. My friends sit in the car with me. We drive around. We'll go have Nando's in between. It's a good time. Sometimes I'll even, like I said, bring my mom, my son, everyone's in the back. We'll go to the park in between. This is why I enjoy the call-outs. And I think that the pay um, adds up and it's worth it for me because it's just so flexible. See, that's and phenomenal. Easy, easy work. That's I don't do materials. I don't carry my jewelry. Do you know how often I charge my JCB? Once every three months. I charge my drill once every three months because we don't, we never use the drill on out of hours. There's no need for it. You guys are shaking I'm, your head. I'm Why? Is, have I said oh, something wrong? Speechless. speechless at what you're doing, the effort of work, the, the, you know, the, the respect for the work. Other, like, that's doing. not even really social housing. That's social housing call-outs. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, so I still do my social housing in the daytime. So then I'm also the person that comes in in the daytime after the guys have left. So Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, I cover uh, quite a few big company contracts whose names I'm not going to mention. Uh, so I cover their day jobs. Monday to Wednesday. So that's when I get my drill out and I do all the social housing, replacing lights, replacing kitchen light fittings, installing sockets, smoke alarms and, and whatnot. But most of my money comes from out of hours. That's... Who knew that was a thing? I didn't know that was a thing. Did you know that? So was a for, thing? for anyone watching, I do have a YouTube video on my channel where it's called The Most Money I've Ever Made Doing Social Housing. And I break down how I made £10,000 in a month after tax. Obviously, it was like seven and a half grand and after national insurance. But I did get most of that back because I only worked for half a year. And the way my 
accounts were set up. But yeah, so there is a video on my um YouTube page if you guys want to watch. I would check that Probably, out. Yeah. This is utterly fascinating. Like honestly, and that yeah, was that was the social housing, not including my private landlords and private tests, and I included all my pay slips and everything. Obviously, I blanked out my personal <laughs> details, but I've included everything there. It's a good YouTube video. Definitely have a look. Well, that's mind blown, isn't it? So, um, right, cool story. What about uh, Caitlin? You just spent all week in bed, didn't you? Really? Yeah, I've not. I've not really moved from the last time I was on. What did we talk about last time you was on? And I lost the recording. Um, we're talking about how I'm going to schools after summer. Oh yeah, that's it. So you're going to go around visiting um, schools and giving them a talk on why they should get into the trades. Basically, is it trades yeah. generally, or is it um, electric specifically? Um, overall, it'll probably be trade in general, but more so electrical because obviously that's what I do anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you? So you're going to be a what? A youth ambassador? Um, there's not really like a name for it, but you could say that. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably what excited? it is. Are you excited about it? Um. Nervous? No, I'm not. I'm not nervous because I'm not shy. I'm quite confident, so I don't mind just going out and talk to people. Tell you them how back to your old school. Yeah. Yeah. Would that be fun? That would be weird, wouldn't it? There's like a lot of teachers, like because obviously my mum's got five kids, but some of my sisters and brothers are still at school, so I went back to like their school with them, like for like parents' evening, and I still got my like my work gear on. They're like that. I did not expect you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like at school? Was you was you like a goody two shoes or was you naughty? Um, it really depended on the teacher. Oh, okay. So, PE was my favourite sport. I wanted to be a PE teacher. That's what I wanted to do was a PE teacher. But I've got bad knees and hips, so I've had operations and stuff, and they told me that I couldn't do it anymore. So, well, what did what do you have? Bad knees and hips. Oh, okay. That's listen. I might, I might even have to put subtitles in this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so you got My bad knees. knees and hips, but yeah. um. So did you do well at school? Like, did you come out with good grades or not? Um, what did I get? I got higher PE and I got higher English. That was it. Yeah, I didn't get anything. Nothing. Like, I got my national fives. It's different in Scotland than it is down England. Oh, is it? It's not like A's and B's and that? No, you, you still... So, I got... For my national fives, I got eight, B, eight B's and two C's. Oh, so you done well. Uh, if, if you look at it like that, yeah, but... You done well, come on. Like... It's the hires, though. It's the hires that get... That gets you into uni or college you, or whatever. Do you, like, do you regret not going to uni? No. No. Tell us about tell us about your that crack house that you told us about last time. Oh, the party going on. Oh, there. with the with the with the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you tell the story, man. No, me and me and Kev, the one with the pigeon tattoo on his head. Oh, no one knows about this. So tell. Oh. So she's got a mate, yeah, that decided to Watch get a on his head, like yeah. for no reason. 
Yeah. So the guy with pigeon tattoos, he started maybe about two weeks before I did at Quinnergy. Okay. So when I first met him, I, Craig's like that to me, right, meet him at the office, give him a hand for the day. So I was like, right, okay. So goes to the office to meet him. And I was like, obviously, introduce myself, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, do you want any help? And he's like, ah, no. <laughs> and I was like, what did I do now? I was like, he said no. I said, so I was back in the office. And basically, I just sat all day doing diagrams because the, the one with the pigeon tattoo, he's really shy. And it takes, you need to get to know him before he kind of talks to you. So I had to go out with him like five times before he even said hiya. So he's got problems. Well, listen, <laughs> getting a pigeon tattooed on your head, you got problems straight away. Listen, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not. So, it's not a thing, right? It's not something that happens often. Yes, I know what I'm gonna do today, babe. I'm gonna get a pigeon tattooed on my head. You know what would happen? What's wrong with you? You're not getting a pigeon tattooed on your head. There's no way. That is Scott. I don't see anything wrong with it. I think. I think it goes well. He's got the other tattoos to to sort of, you know. Mix and match with it. So anyway, we had this job, and so I think it was an EICR, a part test, and a Legionella that we had to do. So we goes, we finally goes in. So outside in the building, it's like there's maybe about seven floors with like hundreds of houses and in it. And outside the building, it looks fine. It's about you'd probably pay. from like six hundred pounds to like nine hundred pounds a month, depending on what house you get. What, in, like, in Glasgow, aye, in Glasgow, it's ridiculous. So eleven hundred pound a month to live in Glasgow. Yeah. So is that high or low? Um, for the, for the state of the building, it's high. Oh. Like I'd probably not even pay more than three hundred for it because it's it's it's. You mine. can't even get a single room in London for three hundred pound a month. Yes, you can. No, you can't. So, like, no. we, it was on, like, the fourth floor. So me and Kev stoops up to the door. There's no handle on the door. It's stuff with blue roll. Like, the actual handle and everything, stuff with blue roll. We're like, ah, how do you get in? But we had keys. So it was a key access one. We're like, ah, really, like, really meant to put the key. But usually with this building and the, the landlord's, there's, even though it's key access, there's always people in them. So we chapped the door, nobody answered. We went, so we went to walk in because the door's open. You can't lock it. And we just get met with this big scary man. And I mean, I was scared. I kind of hid behind the guy with the pigeon tattoo because I thought, right, he's got a pigeon in his head. He'll be quite brave. He's definitely getting punched first, isn't he? He's definitely getting punched first. I was like, if anybody's getting punched, then it can be him. He's the man. He can take it. But then... He made me do all the talking. <laughs> so the guy's like, that's big scary guy. He came up and he's like, ah, like, oh, what is he here for? And Kev just looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, uh, like pure loss for words. I don't I didn't know what to say. So I, I explained to him why we were here, whatever else. And he's like, ah, no, you're not getting in. You're, like, you're not allowed in. So we left, phoned up our office. Uh, and they're like, right, okay, we'll just put it in for like, no access. Went back to where we picked up the keys from. And they're like, that, yeah, we've tried to get in this all the time. It turns out it's a, like, a drug house and the door gets kicked in, like, all the time. 
So what no matter how hard you try, I don't think you're getting it. By police or by like people trying to feed? Both, really? Decent. So you, so Craig sends you to some right high-end places. Oh, it's top-end, top-notch, posh. <laughs> right, listen, we got to go over to... Um, oh, before we do, check this out. Has everyone seen my uh, swanky new tester? This is the Starship Enterprise of testers. It so makes... wait, where do you keep the leads for that? Is there like a special compartment for it's, it? I've got, I've got the case over there, bruv. Oh, the you've got the case for it. Huge. The box is actually huge. Yeah, the box is huge. Look, it's so sexy. Like, it's my. Favorite, the power button, It's my favorite electrical thing that I own now. Flat out. Like it's hard to use. I don't really know how to work it to start with. Shut up! It's not. It's easy to use. It's got push buttons. Like mm. things on the screen. It's so easy. Especially well, do you know what? That's the thing with TIS stuff. It's um complicated, but when you figure it out, it's, it's the best. It's honestly the best. It's like my continuity test. There's so many buttons on it, so many functions that I was like, this is so complicated. But after I figured out how to use it, I'm like, I love it. Love it. And it vibrates. Oh. The thing with the TIS stuff, you're not going to beat them for value. No. You, well, I mean, you can, you can, all the top end gear that you get from some of the other brands, um, you're talking two, three thousand quid. That's, it's around a thousand pound, isn't it, for the TIS MFT Pro? Well, I don't know. I don't know so, how much I'm it is. Sure you've, uh, you've been the royal lordship of the electrical industry getting everything for free. Well, you know. For, for pound for your money, I don't think you can beat TIS, in my opinion. No, I think. The guy's a very lovely guy. Yeah, Steve's Steve's awesome. Yeah, Steve. The old uh, head of TIS, and, and honestly, what a lovely bit of kit. Um, you know, read the manual, Caitlin. I tried, but I'm blonde. It's a bit hard sometimes. <sighs> I'm glad you said that because last <laughs> week we're about to lose sponsors. So relax, right? Um, we got to head over to uh, SWA and Dan at SWA. Hi guys, Dan here from SWA and welcome to this week's Tech Topic. Now here at SWA we do a wide range of cable accessories from small pre-insulated terminals all the way up to large cable cleats which are suitable for both domestic and commercial applications. So for this week I'd like to know from you guys what are the most interesting projects to work on? Are they domestic or are they commercial? And what is the reasons why? Thanks, guys. Okay, so that was Dan from SWA um, asking us what is more interesting, uh, domestic or commercial slash industrial? Um, commercial well, slash industrial. I'd rather watch paint dry than do that. Well, That's you've never done it, so you don't know. I have. I worked well, on, no, a buildings, on a on a site working. I have. I have. Right. Uh, Caitlin, I'm sure you've had a little bit of a mix of this, or probably not, but um, what would you say is more interesting? All I've really ever known is domestic, so I've apart from doing SA armor and garden lights, that's it. Do you like doing armors? Yes, I love it. Sweet, I'm the okay. only one in the company that'll touch it. I was gonna say, you're the only person I know, probably apart from Sam, that. Wall touching likes it. <laughs> Kim, why are you on me today, man? Um, Marco, now you're the same as me. You've had experience 
in-depth experience in both worlds. Mm. Don't come out with no politically correct answer. For you, what is more interesting, domestic or commercial slash industrial? Electrically, then the commercial and industrial stuff, just because of some of the places you end up working and the, the types of electrical work you're doing. Um, so I've been on MOD bases. They're always interesting places to go and look at, but the circuits you're designing and installing as well are just a bit more challenging. But for the day-to-day job, when you're actually going out and meeting people and um, being involved, being involved, no, but when you're getting involved in someone's home, you know, it's a little bit different, and I enjoy that as well. So I'm going to give two answers for in two different what? reasons. In their home? What's a home? Oh, Jesus, here we go. You would just... Leave my accent alone. You've got Caitlin on here now. She's even further north than I am. That's that's just... It's right. Right. Listen, Everyone's got a funny accent here except for Sam. Apparently his no, is the standard. No, but listen... See, I've that's the main standard. So, but I've got a soft spot for Scottish accent. I don't know what it is. It's weird. More Aberdeen accent. I like the Aberdeen accent on women. Not, that's what my not, sister loves. Sam. She loves that Aberdeen. That's my, I, I like that and I like Liverpool accent. That's what I like yeah. with women. I, I don't know. What do you want from me? I'm just telling you. Um, but for me, if we're going to answer this question, this SWA question, um, for me, it's 100%. Um, not so much commercial. I mean, I've worked... In my years of being a jobbing electrician in London, I've worked on every major project in London, give or take. I've done everything from... I've worked at Wimbledon um, on Court One when they've redone Court One. Um, I've worked on the Shard, the the Gherkin before I was even an electrician. I worked on that. Um, I, mate, you name it. I, I've been British Museum, London Zoo. Oh, I didn't know this about you. Yeah, London Zoo. Um, Would you be hand bars in there? Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea Barracks. Um, I've worked in some really interesting places, like really, really interesting places. And I've done some really interesting work. Even up until last week, um, I've done a week on a job. Um, they only needed us for a week. That's one of the downsides of being like a job in Spark. You can get a job and then be pumped in a week just because they only needed you to fill the numbers for a week to get a bit of extra dough in. Mm. <clears throat> so I was on a job um, called Borg Warner. They are a international company that makes components for diesel engines. Now that doesn't sound too interesting, but the factory that I worked in was absolutely massive, vast factory. And it had a mixture of like equipment that was from, I don't know, almost 70 years old, some of the equipment in there was 70 years old. Big, clunky, I want to say it, big, clunky, sexy equipment. Like, that would just be pumping out, like, I don't know, crankshafts and stuff like that. And then you'd have, like, the state-of-the-art testing facility where they would be testing all their components with all these pipes and stuff going into it. And it's like... It's like a spaceship or something. And I just spent, I spent about half a day. Um, I was like, one of the things about working in the factory is quite, you've got bits and pieces at a time and then you had to sort of slide off and do something else to sort of stay busy. Um, you've got a tiger behind you, Caitlin. Yeah. 
He's huge. He's a lolly. He's a lolly. Look at that. Look at him. I'm such a sucker for dogs. But anyway, so there's like all this huge equipment that I was I had the pleasure of working on. Um and I went for a walk around. I spent half a day just walking around looking at the staff and just it was fascinating. And for me, seeing that like like they had this buzz bar um running through the building. A what? A buzz bar. So a you know on a fuse board? The copper bar that you put in. Obviously, I know it is, but some people spell it with a Z and some with an S. I just wanted to check. But anyway, that was cool. these just carry on. are three-phase buzz bars that run through the building that you plug the machines into. So they're all three-phase, all high. And, and like they had some buzz bars that had only just been put in that were brand new, but they had some that were 50 years old. And you have like these things that you have to sort of clamp in and then pull down the sides and they go up in it and they all spark and it's it's just fascinating stuff and when you get into the history of um electrical stuff i, I find it really fascinating i could geek out about it all day so for me hands down hands down unless you're working on like um bill gates house where you're looking at future technology and stuff like that domestics it's just a, it's a no-brainer oh look i've got a ring cam oh wow Bing doorbell. Wow. So what? So what? Oh, Lutron lighting. I can control it from my phone. Oh, piss off. That's like 20 years old. That's Sam upsetting every single domestic spark in the country who's currently watching Monday Club. Well done, Sam. But it's true. <laughs> like, Lutron lighting's dead. Like, what did I install in my brother's house? RF Lightwave or something. And it's exactly the same. And there's about further the price and you can control it from your phone and all that stuff it's not rocket science it's not rocket science but again i'm talking from a place of ignorance where you know there's probably like art of smart will have a proper argument against that and they'd be like listen we can do some cool stuff but the reality yeah. is it's not going to be as cool as a factory that has 70 year old equipment and equipment that's just come out there's bespoke equipment built half a million pound built for this project just it's not going to be that interesting. Sorry. Ran over. Uh, yeah, you finished. You didn't even let me answer. My answer well, was actually going to be very similar to, to, to Mark. In terms of like electrical design and, and, and stuff, it's commercial, definitely. Like you said, um, domestic's quite simple and standard. But when you're in commercial, you've got loads of different requirements. Uh, you know, you have like different shops and stuff. I love it. I love it. There's so much more to. I've got something to say about domestic. Oh, no, I can tell already. I'm lacking. I'm not even going to finish what I'm saying. Cool <laughs> yeah, story, boring story. I worked on a um, a project in Wimbledon. Not all right. I'm out. See you later, guys. I've had enough. <laughs> not Wimbledon, but Cheers. it was near Wimbledon, um, and it was the head of golf racing had bought a plot of land um, in Wimbledon Village somewhere. So golf racing, they do Le Mans and stuff like that. And they've got quite a... Anyway, he had... His house was state-of-the-art. And I've just remembered this. It's state-of-the-art. And he's um, he had the Le Mans race cars from all the years in his basement. So I, I was fortunate enough to work in the basement. And not only did he have turntables that would 
come out of the ground so as he could get his cards out. So all these cards were on separate turntables that spun like by remote control. He also had a special room with a race simulator in there. It sounds a lot like Quinnergy. <laughs> no, no, no. This was scaffold turntable. Listen, this is Quinnergy on steroids. It was like something out of the future. His his cars will just turn and go out the door. Like it was the cars in there were two million pounds, three million pounds. Like they're they're Le Mans winners from nineteen seventy two and stuff like that. And then he's got the he had his own room down there that had um a race simulator in there. So it would have all this all like the hydraulics and stuff that would so he could play computers in a race simulator it was fucking it was phenomenal in there that was very interesting but that's not usual is it no you don't see that down every street that's for sure no <laughs> that's yeah. one off it, that's it, that it, cool story bro cool story sam mm. actually and you can't be excited about golf racing cars who, who was that monzo or something you said what was that malonzo was that? me and you can't be friends <laughs> we were never friends in the first place, Sam. You just you were just a big fan of mine, what can I say? Way around. I'm joking. Other way around. <laughs> Come on. My mum's a big fan of yours. I'm not too keen. Kimmy's mum. Jesus. She's a big fan. That's it. Keep it moving, Sam. Don't lose any more viewers. Yeah, I'll get in trouble again. Um listen, we're coming up I made, to my, the first start. I made my first start with Electrical Expert last night. Oh Used yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten code. Oh, let's talk about that at the end of the show, Mark. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought I'd get it in there somewhere. It's trying to get a word in edgeways when you're speaking nonstop. <laughs> so, it's, uh, have you, you, any of you noticed the difference in prices of materials and stuff? I guess. Well, I don't order my own materials because you know. Me neither. No. I haven't. I haven't bought materials for for months. It's it's gone crazy. Know. Just getting hold of stuff is really difficult. So, I mean. With the, well, you normally use Hager or Crabtree boards, but sourcing um, B32 and B20 breakers for domestic jobs with those boards has been nigh on impossible. So I thought I would have a little look at Electrical Expert and see if they could help me out. And I'm um, going to give the fuse box boards a try because they had stock of all the RCBOs we needed. So I'm going to give them an install. And I was very, very surprised in the cost difference. So um, typically around 350 to £400 pound for a... Fully loaded Crabtree or Hager board with your SPDs and stuff. Really? Yeah, and the, the fuse box one was around 200. So I, I don't think it's fair when people compare the quality between those and those. It's not it's not a fair comparison. It's a different budget. You can't expect to receive exactly the same quality for that money. But as long as it complies with the relevant building regs, it's decent enough. Uh, and we'll find out because I'm going to install it and see what I make of it. Yeah, I'll be interested to hear your feedback on Fusible because, like we said last week, before um, Fusebox, sorry, before um, lockdown, they were all the rage. They they couldn't keep them in stock quick enough. And then during lockdown, with all the restrictions and stuff, it's very hard to get them in the country. Um, and then obviously they've had a, they've had a bit of a slating, um, but I only ever heard good things about them. They were yeah, they were. Too. They were really like they were blowing up. I know. If you're talking about pound for pound, I yeah, probably not. They're probably not a Hager board, but you're not paying Hager money for it. It's not a Schneider. Yeah, when you think about how long Hager have been around and how long these guys have been around, 
Yeah, I mean, there's loads of different budget brands, isn't there? You can look at CES range with the the M2 and Proteus stuff. You know, that's mm-hmm. maybe maybe more of a fair comparison with the the fuse box. Certainly at the price point. I mean, when you're talking about Electrium and Hager, they're international brands who've been doing this for years, and you know their component prices are a lot higher. So to compare between the two, maybe isn't fair. I think but ultimately they should do the same thing. They should work in the same way. They should meet the same British standards. Exactly, exactly. I think the the fairest comparison is Luden. I don't know. That's if what you... we use. Yeah, of course you do, yeah. Craig. You know what they say about the Scottish. Luden, is it Pazerli or something? But I mean, they're yeah. a good mid-range board. We've installed a few of them. Never had an issue. Always decent quality. Um, I guess with Fusebox, with it being a new thing, it's always what's the longevity like of the products. But, you know, you don't get that because we had the issue. I certainly had the issue with Wilex back in the mid-2000s where there was a huge recall of their MCBs, which caused me a massive... That was born. Yeah, so I mean, that was a big international brand and they had a massive problem where we all had to go around and take out MCBs from everybody's fuse boxes that we've been installing for near enough 10 years. So, I mean, you're going to find that with any kind of product from any manufacturer. Um, you know, you're not guaranteed that just because it's cheap. Who, who was paying for that? Was it them then that would would cover the cost for the electricians to come out and replace them or how? Some... I was just curious because I had that come up on one of the jobs. Um, I think there were those MCBs, but... Now that you brought it up. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I think Wilex had a bit of a flexible arrangement, depending on how much people complained. I can't remember exactly because it's like 15 years ago now. But uh, generally speaking, you just got given the replacement parts for free and you kind of had to cover the cost of it yourself. Um, Do you know, so, there's one company out there that I know of, there might be more, um, that will pay you to go and f- reinstall their product if it goes wrong. And that is my energy. Um, my energy do um car chargers um and renewable um devices that allow you to store energy in batteries and stuff like that diverted energy and all that sort of stuff and if the, one of their devices go down they will pay the electrician to go back and fix it or reinstall a new device that's quite revolutionary and uh hats off to them they're a top british made british manufactured brand absolutely fantastic product um and if they're offering that that's something else and that we're not sponsored by them we have been but we're not anymore yeah i mean we install a lot of the zappies um with the with the hubs and at the minute getting stock of the hubs is an issue yeah has been for a while but now the zappies themselves as well they're kind of as they're coming in they're going straight out so we've got loads of them on back order with various retailers to try and get stock of them because that's the product we recommend because of that so you get that customer service that's why they're popular that's why they've upscaled their production facility you only have to see what um geordie brompton's putting out across social media and all the stuff she's been sharing of what's going on in their factory to try and meet that demand so they are trying um but you know when when you go big time like they have it must be a hell of a hell of a growth and growing pains to get through listen kim if you ever wanted to know like what it is to be a beast at at a job like you are a beast at what you do but you should check out jordan brompton jesus can you send me, send I me will, a... like she is, is phenomenal phenomenal yeah i've never heard of her is this um she's a she is one of the directors of um my energy and i think you two are kindred spirits right on that really dumb note monday club where out we're out.